Hey, turn up the volume on your radios, your phones, tablets, or whatever you listen to on. You're listening to a brand new episode of One on One with KB1 with me, yours truly, Walter Burchett, the published author of Be a Man and the Be a Man book series. Let's get this party started. What's up, my people? I'm back again with the one-on-one with KB1 podcast. Your host, Walter Burchett. Here to talk to you a little bit about some stuff that's going on in my world again. So, um, I just want to go right into what I got going on because I don't plan to keep uh, my podcast any longer than it needs to be. So, um, if you recall, over the last couple weeks, I released uh, season one back on February 1st. I'll talk about the three P's in life. And then just about a week later, um, I released second season's uh, episode two of, of season two. Um, talked about racism, bigotry, uh, and personal preferences. And it all ties into the whole cancel culture when it comes to not only people who um, are famous and comedians can't even really tell a damn joke these days, but also... You know, how it affected me personally with a little personal story as well. So today I, I plan to keep it a little bit light because um, that, that last one was a, a real big uh, upper downer type situation. And my podcast is not about being an upper or downer or any, anywhere between. It's about you know, hoping to inspire somebody to better themselves and better, the, better their way of life. So, but today... Talk about a little something that's a little different, a little bit different, and that is uh, technology and what we got going on around our world today. Because uh, technology is obviously it's the way of the world, but technology has a way to kind of mess up everything. So I think I think it was Steve Harvey, but I forget how he worded the uh, the joke back in the day. But uh, he told a joke about how the kids of today are smarter than the kids from back in the day. For example, a a person that he was talking to said that their child could work a remote. And this person had to be 40, 30, 40 years old, whatever, during that time. And the fact that they're four-year-old could work a remote well nowadays we're like whatever but think about i'm thinking back to when i was four years old thinking back to when my older brother was four years old we didn't have a remote we had to go up to the tv and press the buttons for our parents now i remember way back in the day um i could have been no more than three four years old and we had a TV in the living room. It was this big floor model that reached from the floor to the ceiling. I had a TV down at the bottom. I had a little space for the VCR and like a stereo on top. So I remember this TV very vividly because I used to watch a lot of great cartoons on the TV. And But anyway, my dad used to tell me, hey, go turn it to X channel. And I go up and turn it to X channel. No big deal. I mean, that's I was the remote controller. But, uh... For kids to, today to work a remote control, I mean, my son, 
It's been operating a smart TV, tablets, cell phones ever since uh, probably three, four years old. He's six now, and you know I tell him, hey, go watch whatever in your room. He turns on freaking um, YouTube and he figures things out and make it happen. Now, when I was three, four years old, heck, when I was 23 years old, we didn't have no YouTube. We didn't have half the stuff that we have three quarters of the stuff that the kids got today, which is good and bad, but it's a sign of the times, it's a sign of technology. So, um, yeah, back in the day, we didn't have a remote control. Heck, even further back, they didn't even have a knob on the TV. You had to go up with a pair of pliers and turn the TV to the right channel. And they only had, what, three, four channels back then? ABC, NBC, CBS. So, at least we had cable. I can go up to the TV and type in channel 13, and it turned to, uh, what was it? Uh, I don't even know what it is. Fox. I think Fox. I think it was Fox back then. It's been so long ago. When you keep having birthdays, you, you, you tend to forget a bunch of stuff. So, it's like, man, what in the world? But anyway, <laughs> I was remote for my dad. We got a new TV, and it came with a remote, and I didn't have to be the remote control anymore. It was it was so much easier to turn the TV um, these days. But uh, what's so funny is... Um, during that same time frame, we didn't have one because we couldn't afford it. But cell phones, they were the size of uh, whole houses back then. I mean, those suckers were huge. I mean, if you had a cell phone and a cell phone plan, you were rich because them bad boys were, were titanic. Bro. You could hit somebody with a cell phone back then and you'd be charged for uh, assault with a deadly weapon if you didn't kill them. So, because they were so doggone be, they were bricks. But um, nowadays, uh, Especially in the early 2000s when everybody started getting cell phones, they started becoming more affordable. They got smaller and smaller. You could fit uh, a cell phone in the little small little pocket in your jeans on the right hand side where you can't really fit nothing in. I think it's the, the, the pouch pocket. Uh, wow, I said that wrong. The pocket watch uh, pocket. <laughs> but uh, but since then, they've grown in, in, in size. Like right now, um, I have a Samsung Note 9, and that sucker's huge. It's got like a, a seven-inch screen on it almost. So um, the goal is to not necessarily get the smallest phone anymore. The, the goal is to get something that you like and something that you use on a day-in and day-out basis. That's what I got. I got a cell phone that is lovely. That is what I need. So, um, but yeah, going back to uh, cell phones back then, they were they were Titanic, um, and the evolution of technology from now to then is remarkable, because in the late 1980s, all up until the two th- up to 2000, text messaging wasn't a thing, and you had to um, with with cell phone plans, you were uh, charged by the minute. And when I think about the technology that we have today, things are so much simpler now. You don't get charged by the minute anymore on your on your cell phone plan. You don't get charged by the minute on your landline anymore. Well, I don't know. I the landlines have changed. I, I I hadn't had I've never had a traditional landline since I've become an adult. I've always had internet based um, uh, phone lines, and um, I know I know since I've had that, I don't get charged for long distance. 
every call I make is basically a local call and we pay one flat fee. But I remember back in the day, um, you run it up my phone, um, my phone minutes or whatever. Um, long distance minutes. I ain't got them in the long distance minutes. It costs a dime per minute. And you think about costing a dime per minute, you take an hour long phone call, that's six dollars. That's that's six dollars. You do that uh, what, 10 times a, a month, that's sixty dollars for a phone bill. And plus, you got to pay for local calls. So I, I think um, technology has really helped um, consumers on phones, um, whether it be landlines or um, cell phone lines. But then you, you think about what. Like, for example, my phone back in 1950s and 60s, the technology that's in my phone for everything that could be done with the phone, such as recording audio, recording video, taking pictures, um, a calculator, um, word processing, uh, spreadsheets, databases, searching the Internet that wasn't even invented back in the 50s. all this stuff, all the technology that I have in my on my cell phone now, that stuff used to cover up a whole city block to, to just get this stuff in this small little cell phone is a remarkable achievement. My phone has more um, memory and technology in it than the, um, what do you call it? The, the capsule that landed on the moon back in 1969. So... Um, the fact that we've come a long way in the last 50 years with technology, I mean, it, you got to give it up to these scientists and these engineers who, who, who's come up with these things. Because quite frankly, man, I'm happy that they've done this because number one, I can self-publish a book. Number two, I can do my own podcast from the privacy and comfort of either my car or my lab at home. So the fact that we have something like this is, is just freaking re- remarkable. And um, even back, going back to the 1980s, um, where cable was a new thing for us in um, a little small little uh, town of Henderson, North Carolina, um, I think we had 30 channels by the time I was 10 years old, 30, maybe 32 channels. Um, they probably weren't even that many. But you think about all the media content that we have today, that's not just TV. You got social media, you got all these different websites, whether they're good, bad, or dark, that, that's for whatever you wanted to, to, to explore. You got all these TV channels. Essentially, you can watch anything that you want on TV. And if you can't find it on TV, you can download an app on your phone. You can download an app on your TV to watch whatever movie you want to watch. Um, you got all these different uh, companies like Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, Hulu. If you cannot find a way to entertain yourself in 2020, by God, people, I'm sorry, but you live a miserable life. Because I got to tell you something. My great grandparents on my dad's side. They grew up, didn't have electricity. Um, they, I mean, they grew up sharecroppers and um, no electricity. So obviously cell phones were out. Hell, light bulbs were out. You, you heated and cooked by fire. And 
for us to fast forward and I can walk into my house. Ooh, I'm a little cold. I don't have to go outside and, and bring in some wood. I can go over to my thermostat and click up to 75. Or if it's hot outside, click down to 68 or whatever temperature I wanted to be. Back then, people, they couldn't do that. They didn't have TV. They didn't have radio. They had each other. And um, they did a lot of surviving off the land and surviving to keep themselves above water and things like that. I mean, if you, if I got in a time machine, if Doc Brown came to my house and said, Walter, we gotta go back to 1912 and help your great-great-grandmother get, um, give birth to your great-grandmother. I'm gonna look at him like, and what I'm gonna do for fun after we get that done? We coming right back here, right? Because I ain't staying in 1912. That's for damn sure. Because it's too boring. I mean, yeah, I probably could go up to New York and watch a baseball game, watch, uh, it was 1912. Shoot, I don't even think Babe Ruth was playing then. Ooh, that's dead ball era too, so not my only one to watch baseball. Anyway, back to my point. Back then, whew, I'm sorry, but I, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I couldn't even imagine growing up in the 1970s. Yeah, you had, um, my mom and them, they had electricity. They had um, actually running water in the house and stuff like that. They had TVs. Um, my mom tells a story about how she was so afraid of the Wicked Witch of the West from the um, Wizard of Oz movie. And I'm like, why were you so afraid of her? Because she was so scary. And I'm like, the only thing that's really scary about her is the fact that she's green. And y'all didn't have color TV back then. Y'all probably didn't get your f- first color TV until you got married. <laughs> now, obviously, that's a joke. It might not even be a joke. But the fact of the matter is, back then, technology was a lot different from when she was a kid to all the way when I was a kid. And then when you think about me as a kid versus my kids being kids now, and then what their kids are going to have in 20 years, oh my God, it's going to be night and day compared to what they, what my grandkids will have versus what um, my mom and her brothers and sisters have. It's going to be a totally different time frame. I mean, it's so funny. I go back to the cell phone because it's, it's so easy. Um, the technology of a cell phone. Um, there was a, um, a meme a few years back uh, going around on social media. It was a, I think it was either Radio Shack or Circuit City ad that had basically the camcorder, um, the Walkman, um, an actual cell phone, a computer, and something else. Uh, whatever, just, whatever else your cell phone can do. Um, basically, in this uh, ad, and all that stuff added up to like $10,000, whatever the stupid number was. And and in the in the meme it was like yeah all your cell your cell phone does all this and the only thing you pay is a two year contract with uh, Verizon whatever it is so it's like yes technology is getting better each and every day and me personally I love it I, I've always been fascinated and attracted to um, technology um, I made a post a few weeks back about how my son was fussing at me for having so many screens that are in my um, my lab. I got two computer monitors. I got a t- uh, 58 inch television. 
I got an Echo Lab dot and I had my laptop on my um, desk just to do some updating on. And he's like, you got too many screens, dad. What are you doing? And I'm like, sorry. And I also had another screen in my office that wasn't on, but I use it for just in case or if I want to uh, put on the extra screen for back for football. But I see where I see it. I, I do have a problem with technology because I love it so much. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, technology is, is what keeps us alive. It's what keeps us going um, forward into the future. They're talking about putting people on the moon again. They're talking about sending somebody to Mars. They're talking about um, trying to figure out ways to end or... I want to say in, but help with global global warming. So we got engineers and scientists who are working each and every day to provide a better life for all of us. And even though some people may complain about it from time to time, think about what you did 20 years ago. 20 years ago, I was 16 years old. I was driving a gas guzzling Mercury um, Cougar. I was getting what 17 miles to the gallon. Gas was what a dollar twenty-five a gallon back then, so uh, not too big of a deal. However, a Mercury Cougar wasn't a gas; it's supposed to be a gas guzzler. Um, now I have a fuel-efficient um, Ford Fusion. My wife drives a Nissan Rogue that is, uh, I won't say fuel-efficient, but you know, get up to 28, 30 miles to the gallon on that. I mean. Those cars back then, I mean, you seem like you ride all day because you you didn't have to uh, do too much of the driving. But now, with the advent of, uh, I ain't gonna say advent because GPS was invented 20 years ago. It just it was just priced out of everybody's uh, range. But oh, oh, there's a yeah in the Radio Shack or Turkey City uh, ad. There was also like a GPS navigation system in it. Everybody who has an Android or iPhone these days, they have the ability to do um, either Google Maps or Waze or whatever iPhone has. I mean, doggone it. If you don't like technology, something's, something's wrong with you. Something's definitely wrong with you because it's the way of the world. Now, it has its disadvantages such as um, when I'm working with people at work and I ask for the telephone number, or ask for what's your son's phone number? What's your mom's phone number? Oh, I don't know. I just hit mom. Oh, I don't know. I just hit my son's name on my cell phone. Yeah, that could be bad because I can remember uh, my phone number when I was a kid, my grandfather's phone number, somewhat my grandmother's phone number. I think she still has the same number. My dad's um, parents' phone numbers, my Aunt Shirley's phone number. Um, you call those numbers, I think only one that's still active now is my grandfather, my dad's um, um, dad's phone number and my grandmother's phone number. Everybody else getting rid of those landlines and it's like, man, if I go to jail, who am I going to call? Now, I know my wife's phone number because she's my wife. I know my phone number. But both my kids have phones and I couldn't tell you what their phone numbers were because I have no idea. But they wouldn't be getting me out of jail anyway. But the moral of the story, people, is technology is great for you, for me, 
Technology is a wonderful tool for us to move and move further into the 20, 21st century. We're going to find a cure for cancer. We're going to find a cure for um, HIV and AIDS. We're going to find a cure for all these different diseases that they just make up like Ebola and the, what's that, coronavirus, whatever came out of Asia um, in late January. We're going to find these uh, cures for all these diseases by using technology. Now, the problem is when something new comes out and um, it's effective, people uh, have to pay a pretty penny to reap the benefits from it until there's much, there's uh, so much of a demand or not so much of a demand that they say, okay, instead of selling this um, treatment for $20,000, we're going to sell it for $20 now. We're going to sell it as a generic medicine, $4. Take off. Uh, for, uh, for these uh, pills and you don't have AIDS anymore. So that's 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 going to be the reality for some of this. But we have to continue to move forward in our world. If you got kids who are smart in science and math, put them in. Don't don't try to steer your kids just to sports or just to um, something that they can make a whole lot of money. Broaden their horizons. Make sure they understand. Hey, look. You might be good at dribbling a basketball, but if you tear your knee up, let's make sure that you can go get a job somewhere. And maybe you could be a a top-notch scientist. Maybe you could be a top-notch engineer. Maybe you could be a top-notch salesman. Maybe you could be a top-notch researcher because we need researchers. We need scientists. We need engineers. We need the best of the best. If LeBron James couldn't play basketball anymore, what would he have done? He probably, I don't know. He's a smart guy. He's hes pretty pretty multifaceted. But you think about some of the people who, uh, who have great minds, who play sports or who do different things in life. What if we steered them into a different direction? And like, what if LeBron James could have cured cancer? And um, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh, you got cancer. Oh, just t- take four doses of this and... Come back in about six months. We do another screening and make sure that nothing's gone on. And you come back in six months and you don't have cancer anymore. So, people, don't be afraid of, of technology. Teach your parents, your grandparents, about technology. Teach them how to use their iPhone. If you if they got an iPhone, teach them how to use it. Teach them how to use their uh, their laptops and, and things that they buy and they have no idea how to use. Because I get tired of teaching grandparents how to do that kind of stuff. So, well, people, I'm sorry. Uh, over my 20 minute mark, I'm going to keep my promise. I'm going to keep this short. So, um, technology is the theme of today. And hopefully, uh, we're going to have a real good, a real special guest here real soon. I'm not sure what date it is, but we're going to make it happen. Um, real special guest. I'm going to talk about some financing. I'll give you more information when it comes up. But, uh, You've been one-on-one with KB1 um, podcast here. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the, today's uh, topic, talking about technology. Um, if you want to learn more about me, more about my podcast, or more about some of the things I got going on, visit my website, wburchett3.home.blog. There you can find my social media um, handles. 
You can also find um, where you can purchase a copy of Be A Man. And you can read over some free blogs that I've uh, posted up there. A couple short stories, some excerpts from um, not only my published um, book, but also some projects that I got working on. I'm working on currently now. And um, I hope everybody has a great day and enjoy themselves. Happy New Year, everybody.